On this podcast, two young travelers, Alex Dethrow and Jesse Lanier, will be going on a journey to find the greatest cinematic treasures. Each week, they spin the wheel of fate and allow destiny to decide whether the next few hours will be filled with genius and wonder or boredom and mediocrity. Our heroes hope to unbury hidden gems and share their discoveries with the world through humble conversations and maybe, if they're lucky, better themselves along the way. So welcome, one and all, to The Movie Quest! Welcome back to the Bluebuff. Uh, this is episode, I think, like, 15. 14. Got it. Got it. We recorded it. Let me say it again. <laughs> Take two. Spin it back. <laughs> and today, this is, this is an exciting episode. You know why? Why? Because <laughs> this is our first sequel. This is our first sequel yeah. to a podcast. So, this is our... I was, this is exciting for a few reasons. It's our first kind of discovery, kind of mm-hmm. like a franchise, like a series that we're going to do on the, on the podcast, I think. Um, yeah. And we never, we exciting. haven't seen, we discovered this franchise, yeah. Moon Wolf and Cub, on the podcast. Very right, cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah very, we didn't very know cool. anything, I didn't know anything about this. Um, yeah. So, I knew a little we're bit. talking about the second Lone Wolf and Cub film. Uh, this one is called, the first one is called The Sword of Dungeons, and the second one is called Baby Cart and the River Sticks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it came out in the same year, it was directed by Kenji Misasugi, I think that's his name. That's that sounds pronounce. close. Um, yeah. And I realized listening to the first one, because I listened to the, the first Lone Pod that we did, just to like remember the movie. Um, yeah. And I didn't, I realized that we need to really look up kind of any like if there's any like interesting historical tidbits of this movie or anything like that. So I kind of like yeah. went and like looked at Wikipedia this time. And I didn't really find too much. Oh, cool. Stuff. But yeah, I mean I didn't realize that yeah. So the manga ran for years, and there's so there's a lot of different incarnations of the manga, like, different authors, different, yeah. you know, people coming. There was, so, the series of films were produced by Toho, which I, I didn't really realize, I, I must have missed that the first time, but yeah, seeing the Toho thing pop up on the, on the second one, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, you know, Toho, if you know anything about Toho, they're, you know, famous Japanese, you know, production company that was most famous for producing the Godzilla movies, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, a lot of creature films and a lot of, like, kind of samurai films, like, low-budget samurai films like this. And uh, I thought that was cool. One thing I really wanted to mention, though, is that, so, I guess the first three were directed by Kenji, Kenji Mishisugi, and then the next three yeah. were directed by uh, different filmmakers. Um, I did not realize that. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see when when, when I progress. I don't know about you. I'm watching the rest of these fucking things. uh, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll be interesting to see. I'm honestly kind of happy to hear that because hopefully, you know, by the fourth one, it'll be, you know, it might have a different flair to it because somebody else directed it, you know, Um, which is cool. Um, and so, um, I thought that was interesting. Another thing that I thought was fucking fascinating is that in 2001, Darren Aronofsky, the director of, you know, Requiem for a Dream, you know, The Wrestler, most recently The Whale, uh, he bought the rights to Love With and Cub and tried to get a Love With and Cub movie made in, like, 2000. 
three. Never got off the ground. And then now, I forget, I forget. I wow. But now, in 2016, a, a production company, I forget his name, they have the rights now, but they haven't done anything with it. So that's the, that's the American mm, They're just sitting that's on the American it. Version. But then I think we, in the first episode, we also talked about Sogan Assassin. I found out that Sogan Assassin right. is basically the second movie. It's basically Baby Cart the River Sticks with like 11 minutes of the first one cut into it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. That's really so, interesting. I thought that was, was interesting. Um, and so, Very bizarre. Um, yeah, it has like a pretty fascinating history. And then they like made. It, this was pretty well known in Japan. They're pretty famous. And they, so they made like. There was like another movie that came out in the 90s, like a television movie, and then they tried to make a television series that ran for a little bit in the 90s. So, like a live a live action television series yeah, in Japan? Yeah, I think so. So there's a lot of uh, huh? like different kind of interpretations of the story, which is very cool, um, out there. And so, um, but any hoodles. Uh, yeah, movie, I, I just, the, the, that's, that's really fascinating. That's super cool. I didn't know any of that. Any of those those neat details. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating that Darren Aronofsky was like a big fan That's of this. That's really yeah. cool. I Pretty love that. Right? I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what that would have been like. I would watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> of that. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I, don't, I, hope I honestly would... God have no idea what that would feel like at all. Because none of his yeah. movies, he's never made an action movie, so I would probably yeah. feel very. I don't know. I think Maybe that's what's so intriguing about it to, right, it, right, uh, exactly, to it because right. it's it's such a it's such a flexible idea and it would be really cool to see yeah, like what he was thinking to do. I know. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, and then he adapted Noah. Uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> he got into the Bible instead of Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, yeah, you have two paths in life: Lone Wolf and Cub and God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first one, we both were pretty like, we were, thought it was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so really sick. So we added the rest of them. We, sat on the, <laughs> we added the rest of them, and I decided to, you know, I landed on this on the on the roll. It's crazy because I have like a thousand plus movies on my watch list. And, mm-hmm. What, this is what you call destiny, destiny. destiny. I know, I know. Destiny. <laughs> um, a destiny pick. <laughs> and I, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. This is great. This is pretty great. Yeah. This is pretty awesome movie. Um, couple pretty observations. Sweet. Couple observations off the bat. I, we, when did we watch the first one? Like May. May or April or something uh, kind of yeah, while ago. something like that. A couple months ago. Um, I feel like this one's goofier than the first one. It's, yeah. like, it's definitely uh, goofier. But nevertheless, just as fun, just as awesome, just as stylish, stylish just as, you know, um, engaging, fun. Mm-hmm. Some really awesome, genuinely cool filmic techniques that are in this that were different yeah. than the first one that I thought was really cool. There's one motif in this that we'll talk about that I thought, I thought was so fucking cool um, that I don't really remember happening in the first one. So it's cool to see that there is a progression in these movies, you know, and that there is like a, you know, a, the storyline car- carried over from the first one. Very little. Yeah. Like you can watch this movie and like maybe not have to see the first one and get it, you know? Uh, but if you see the first one, a lot more context, right? And, like, way more, you know, uh, it will make it a lot better. That's why I'm fascinated to watch Sogan Assassin now that I know that the majority of it is this. I'm sure that they maybe just cut the first scene in the first movie or something and plopped it and, yeah. and, the, and, the, and then played the second movie or something. I, I'm just fascinated to see how they set up this character in that movie, you know? R- Right. Because this movie, uh, uh, like, just assumes that you know it, right? Mm-hmm. It was do it. Um, but yeah. Which I, I really liked. I really liked that choice. Um, I thought that that made it oh, yeah. just you enter into it at lightning speed and it just starts yeah, going was, from yeah, the beginning. I was really hoping it would um, do that. 
And and you're right because it does have a bit more of a goofy of a goofy tone, but I think that's because um like the first one was really focused on you know the emotional backstory, right? And it's kind of right. it is it is still there. And now I mean it 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 really just feels like a fucking anime. The second one It's just yeah. like an anime episode of them like yeah. here's this bad guy <laughs> yeah. that he has to kill. Totally. And it's like yeah okay yeah I mean, dude wrote, he has a I, claw he has fists. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I sick. Was, like halfway through the movie, I was like this is genre movie perfection. Like this is yeah. You know, everything that I kind of want out of a, like, a samurai movie, right? When you yeah. watch, you're like, yeah, I want to watch a, a kind of cool samurai that's going cow to cow, going to get some jobs, and fighting the Yagyu clan because they suck, you know? Yeah. Fuck the Yagyu clan. And so, yeah. <laughs> but this movie, I would assume that, I would say four to five times the action also in this movie. They... Yeah, a lot of action for hundred percent. Um, and the action is unbelievably goofy and so fun, and like just genre, just like old seventies genre movie, man. Like it's just, I love it. It's I love the the corniness of the special effects. The blood is like the reddest blood you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, you know? yeah, ketchup, like, ketchup galore, hypersaturated. <laughs> when somebody's head gets chopped off, it is so clearly like some scarecrow dummy that they just fucking split open the head and shit. It's which, so, which I it's, love uh, it, man. It, it, it makes me it ma- and it makes me think of two things because for one it makes me think of your comment on how like it it does have like all this goofy effects but it's combined with like the really cool like very competent filmic techniques that are like done in there like right. just really excellent editing and like compositions yeah. and creative ideas but then it also really takes in the Toho philosophy which I I learned about this recently because I watched Shin Godzilla which oh, is yeah. a more modern but yeah, kind of like, it's a modern a- more. What did that come out? That came out like not that long ago, right? 2016, okay. I think. Yeah. So it was a more modern, a more yeah. modern Co-ho, film that was yeah. close. Actually, came out after the American 2014 right. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. right. But it looks more like the low-budget Toho yeah. Godzilla because yeah. I realized that Japan has a really like is has a whole genre type. There's like a word for it where where the focus, the whole point of it, is to kind of have like these men in suits costume like effects that yeah, are yeah. they're they're the kind of goofy practical effects which i oh, feel like dude, I mean, if you this... have you seen any of those old Koho movies yeah i've seen a, a, a dude, few of them they are, and they're so great they're so fun man they're so funny i mean i watched what do i watch i watched godzilla versus mecha godzilla and there's a scene Sick. in it where when they first fight i mean it is it, it it's the definition of freedom you're like, yeah, they don't yeah. even care. They're not even trying to hide the fact that it's a guy in a suit. I mean, Godzilla's right. going like this. He's going, I mean, literally like a fucking <laughs> kung fu pose. I mean, like, that's, you know, that's so fun. You know, I just love, that's so, like, not American, right? Right. Like, Americans it, it's, it's would a look very... at that and go, oh, how corny is that, you know? Right. Right, it's it's a cool, it's it's like a completely different um like angle of thought. I also think about that it, like Japanese animation has a very different focus than American animation, yeah, where there's totally, a lot yeah. more. There's like the there's this focus on energy and like really yeah. energetic lines and feeling in it, where Americans is has much more of a f- focus and emphasis on on realism, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and yeah. and yeah. capturing the effect as as realistically, which again. Both fields create amazing things, but it's a really refreshing. I thought it was just so refreshing totally. to kind of see the special effects yeah. in this movie be yeah. kind of free in that old Godzilla way, where it's just like, yeah. okay, we don't we don't care about this. I mean, they're, I love they're, to see... they're doing a style thing. Yeah, the free there are people making a movie. Yeah, there yeah. there are people wanting to make a movie and have fun, and they go, you know, and also they're. Also, it's not like it's bad. It's great. But there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of the the, the the setting and the compositions and the editing of these scenes are great. And yeah. they're so fun and, like, funny. And the beats and the, I mean, like, bro, when it's revealed that the, the cart is, is, a, is, a, is a weapon? 
<laughs> yeah. I like left out of my chair. Like, that was the yeah, greatest so movie amazing. I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> like... Well, You're talking but, but, about like when they're in the woods and he like chops off those guys' legs by yeah, sending Daigoro yeah, like into a, the enemy. There's like a moment where he, like, they stare at each other and he's like, "What am I gonna do?" And you know, Wolf is standing there and he's like, and he pushes the car and just the baby's just like, <laughs> like rattling in the car and then like fucking swords shoot out of the side and cut off their legs. And, like, dude, this is perfect. This is everything yeah. I wanted. Um, and but I just love the fun of it. I just love just too, man. how free and fun and goofy the action is. But also, they're telling a great genre story. They're telling like a really fun, engaging. Because in the first movie, they set up, you know, the Yagi clan. They set up the villain, right? They set up this this entity. Yeah, they set up a conflict. World. And in this movie. You know, uh, basically, they introduce ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> and the ninjas are hilarious. And they all have this... Some of them have a particular set of skills. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the female, the, the you know, the, the villain, the, the lady, uh, yeah. is like, she's the one that, like, sends the ninjas off to to try to find the know, the Uto. lady ninjas you mean to kill yeah, the yeah 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 uh, yeah but her explaining or it was like it was either him or it was like her right hand man or whatever it was like her the guy that came that was like this is my army of ninjas and she was like yeah oh yeah that's them and then like she sends her own ninjas and they fight each other and they all the the male ninjas sucked and they're like. Hey. Yeah, yeah are you talking that about shit. that one scene where they massacre that poor man? They, like, chop him into, yeah, like, bits? They're like, yeah, this is your best guy. What a loser. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> said, he literally, she literally, I wrote a line, though. She, she, she was, like, laughs maniacally and goes, amateur, you call him a ninja? That's what he said. <laughs> it was so incredible. Uh, you call him a ninja? Later, when they when she's explaining like the best ninjas they all have like this particular set of skills one has like one is basically wolverine which is my favorite he mm -hmm. has like knives on his hands and shit but that's super sick i love like just explaining all the different ninjas and all their different skill sets it's so fun yeah i love and that's that's really the thing that is there is that something that's like also in uh american movies because i feel like that there's another corollary can you think of something where there's there's something like that or is that just from like a is that team, like an anime like a, japanese like a thing specific set of skills i guess I, I guess i'm thinking of like heist movies and stuff where you're talking yeah, about like right. you have the professionals I was, yeah, I was gonna say like maybe like the oceans movies kind of good yeah that vibe, yeah so like burning back is the is the you know the the, the hacker and then you have god Kudo, who's the you know well, like they all have their own role. This is very fun. Yeah, you know? which is that's 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 a crazy. That's funny that that comparison's apt. I never <laughs> thought about that comparison before. Um, but yeah, dude, I love but that. Like, like setting very, up the baddies. Like, it's very cartoon. It's very like superhero. Yeah. Very like it's very like the X Men. Also, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, like I'm gonna call it a Wolverine, but like it is the X Men. The X Men are that. You know, the superpowers, they have different superpowers, they have different roles. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I mean, <laughs> superheroes is a, is, a, is, a good, is a good corollary because, I mean, you know, manga's uh, is comic, a comic book. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, well, the thing that I love about all comic books is you have a good guy who you have the origin story. You're like, I'm familiar with the good guy. I know he's going to win. But what I'm here for is to know who he's going to fight. Like, what, what's the crazy thing that they're, they're going to have to deal with in this, yeah. in this issue, in this story arc? Yeah. Um, so they had a really good setup for this one with those three with for the with those three brothers yeah. who are goofy and badass and ridiculous yeah. and awesome um i was gonna ask you like what what um what like stood out to you most like most about this this one like versus sort of dungeons is there like a difference that you thought or 
The first, the immediate thing that I thought of when watching this was how this was almost a silent film compared to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very it was low, very quiet movie. So visual, <laughs> so, so like, like, like action, yeah. uh, Action followed by action scene yeah, and a very yeah. satisfying, like, cause and effect kind of change. I mean, the opening of the movie is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's so awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because it's a, it's a murderer straight up. What is he? Who does he kill? I can't remember I who know. he kills straight guy. off the bat. He's, oh, well, he's part of the, the, the clan because he says, like, he says something <gasps> like, that's how he sets it up. He's like, you yeah but he kills the guy yeah, by the like, guy comes up head. and he puts it he yeah he he cuts him in the head and yeah. then that was like a sacrificial plan yeah so that the other guy could jump on his shoulders right. and jump over <laughs> him and try to get wolf but of course, Wolf got him with the baby cart spirit. No problemo. Yeah, that was sick. That was a yeah. great way to open the movie and be like, like, yeah, we're ramping it up this time. Yeah. Ain't gonna. Well, it ain't, it the, gets, whole, the first one was posies. And then the whole opening scene is just like walking through the, <laughs> you know, the, the, and this is like he's just like is murdering so many people that are like coming after him. Like he's just like on, yeah. his, on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's the scene. That's the scene when the females attack assassins yeah. are attacking him, and they're all like in disguise. And there, there was another funny song in this where they were like singing about like chopping up a yeah. radish, like radish oh. for dinner tonight. Dude, the radish. <laughs> oh my god, dude, the radish scene. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, like I, I agree. Like I think, um, yeah, it, it's the the sound design. What you're saying, it is very quiet. Mm-hmm. Very quiet. If I had any, I do think like I, I love when there's music in this in this movie. Like I think the music cues are awesome. I just wish there was more of them because I just love the music. I agree. In it. And like, oh man, like I wish there because every time there is music is great. Like the scene when, uh, the uh, the cub gets kidnapped in that amazing forest setting. Yeah, amazing. When, yeah, really you awesome. Know, he basically. Kills all and saves the thing in that great effect when it drops down into the well. That looked that looked awesome. I don't know if that well yeah. looked like it was four hundred feet deep. It was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And but in that moment when he has like the standoff with the with the lady, there's just like a boom, boom, just like a pia- like just piano chords going. And it yeah. added it added so much to it. I was like, ah, oh, I wish this was like. In the movie war, like I just love when there's music cues. Yeah, um, because there was some there was some oddities about technical oddities with the sound because uh, this definitely has like the '70s really low budget kind of sound uh, design, yeah, like yeah, fully yeah. design, yeah. where it doesn't exist sometimes yeah. in kind of random ways. Yeah, um, and I think actually I've never seen it like this sparse though. You know, I yeah I I know because like in that scene, I'm thinking about the scene. Um, that we were just talking about, where the the lady assassins butcher that one man. Yeah, like that has like no sound silent. in it. Yeah, right. It's very weird. Yeah. It's awesome, but it's like I was thinking that too. Or it's just like this would be perfect if you just had some yeah, cool just, music I mean, playing. Yeah, or I need the sounds of the of the of the off. Yeah, something, something. So that was a very that was that was a very interesting extreme low budget like maybe that was limitations maybe that know. was a choice I don't know but that that was definitely that definitely stood. he obviously knew how to do music cues so it seems like he just decided not to do it because you're right when the music comes in it's epic as he hell he did shoot three um, movies at once yeah right. all so he's on the same year. so it might have had to do with just time. You know, or, yeah, or, that prob- that's probably the reason. You know? Yeah, you're probably spot on. Um, but that was so. Yeah, so there's like some criticisms of it in because in like the long run, it the like, first one was like did, that too. But I feel like the first one had a lot more sound in it. Yeah, I I think I I think I agree. I think you're right. Um, but overall, I think it didn't. It doesn't really hamper or yeah. slow this film down too much at I all. Like it really, adds to it a little bit. Like adds yeah, to the kinda, charm yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Another oh, thing another I was thinking thing about all the sound thing. So I was gonna talk okay, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna talk about something different. The 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 sound like one of the things. Uh, 
like it's sparse, but one of my favorite things in this movie is a sound cue that they do, where when they okay. go to the town and Lone Wolf and, and his son are in the bath, and there's this mm-hmm. and there's this motif mm-hmm. that runs through the movie where he hears these bells and like chimes and like yeah. there are these like slow like close ups and like like I just loved it because it was so like so filmic. It was so cinematic. It was so like insinuating like this gloom and this like doom almost like this like like fear that he lives with, you know, like this almost like something's always around him. But, you know, it's like after almost like these big action set pieces there are these moments where he's just like hears these bells and hears like people screaming, like almost like his inner, you know, turmoil or something, which I really right. thought was really, really cool. I I I I really like that too. And as you were talking about it, I think I kind of put all the pieces together from the first one too, because there's two scenes like that that I'm thinking about: the bass scene, and then before that, there's like a scene yeah. in the grass where like the there's like an Evil Dead oh, tracking yeah, shot dude, coming yeah. in on him. Yeah. Similar thing. Which well, that was also or awesome. In this one. In this one. In this well, one. Like, that they had that. Like a fire. Yes. Yeah, yes, I think so. Awesome. Yeah. The, the, I the really person, like that. I love. The use of zooms, pull out, pull yeah, out. Yeah, man, pushes. it's all They're great. great. They're really, yeah. really great. Uh, I, and I'm realizing that I think that, well, for one, it's a cool effect as is. Uh, without connected to the first one because um it it's it's using non-diegetic music to emphasize what his senses and his internals mm-hmm. are experiencing uh, in a really really cool way yeah. but i'm also realizing i think it's the bell sound from um because that's how the yagyu clan murder his family because oh, they okay. they have the bell sounds right. which are like the the monk sounds yeah. and that distracted him so he couldn't hear them attacking Ooh, and butchering cool. yeah. his family so it's also like this PTSD thing yeah, of like true. what you're saying so it's like paranoia hyper awareness so it shows us like this yeah. guy has superpowers no one can sneak up on him but he's also traumatized from losing his yeah. family that's really cool i <laughs> I, I didn't process all that yeah, in the, I, at I, the didn't, I didn't realize that in the moment either um, but in my notes i just wrote the bells signifying looming doom is hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is it's super sick i mean it's yeah. so cool yeah, i love it I really because that's the other thing that's great about this movie where I think it it also adds it just stands up compared to some other um, action movies that are just like action for action. Yeah, it's just how fucking charismatic that actor is and his kid. Where I love, I love, I I love the scenes that are action. But I love the in between scenes that are yeah, that are quiet too. too. I love like those. the scene yeah. when he when he's sick and the and Daigoro has to let go and yeah. get his dad water. Yeah. It's like it's an amazing scene. Oh, yeah. that's, I mean, just... that's the thing. Like that's what makes it, those, those movies stand out because it's um to me because like I love these you know give me any B horror action movie in front of yeah. me and I'll probably love it. I love these types of things, right? But. This movie has like a great emotional core to it. You're totally right. Yeah. When after, you know, <laughs> well, Wolf had a he had a hard day. He killed a lot of people, and he totally collapsed. <laughs> he collapses in the barn, you know, some town. And yeah, yeah, you know, he goes and gets some water. I really hated that he spit the water into his mouth. A little gross, but, especially when you're thinking about how unsanitary that is. Like well, that was like real actors doing that, real human people. <laughs> gross, but uh, very sweet though. Very very sweet. Even like yeah. Billy had a bath, you know, like like moments like that. I just love, you know. They're so great. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. It just it just it it adds uh, because that's that's another thing, in in manga that was another kind of difference of of Japanese focus where Americans are very much about like keeping keeping the pace keeping it exciting but in Japanese writing I think Miyazaki talks about this too about there's a there's a particular emphasis on quiet moments in between yeah. things which they don't really necessarily even have a point it's just moments of like enjoying the quietness of nature or like just a moment which 
I think that that should add so much in any movie. And Americans obviously do it too. And it's to great effect. It's just great to have multiple tones to make, because it makes the action more intense when it comes back up. Right. It works really well. I think the pacing of this is really cool because, like, an action scene happened, and then there was, like, basically, I was broadly, I was like, a character moment or, or, a moment of yeah. plot, you know, and, and so the, the the villain, you know, sending more ninjas out to kill him, and, yeah. and the turmoil going on there, and then, you know, I just think the pace of these movies are so, like, addicting and fun, you know, because as they progress, you know, you're going to fall in love with Lone Wolf and Kobe more, because they're just, yeah. you like these characters, and, like, what's really important is the fact that our, some of our favorite parts of the movie are those small moments. That is a great thing, you know, because yeah. the action's going to be great. The action's entertaining. But if you care about those in-between moments, dude, the movie's going to be, like, totally, it's going to totally open up to you, and you're going to like it even more because it's just, um, oh, wow, I care about these people so much, you know? Like, I love, I love this kid and his yeah. weird haircut that I don't understand. <laughs> there's like a, a soul patch in the, in the front. He's got sideburns. Weirdest haircut I've ever seen. He does. He has he's a, he so has a, cute. He's he has so a soul cute. patch on his forehead. It's so cute. So, he has a ponytail. Also, this movie is uh, yeah. way bloodier than the first one. A lot of blood. Yeah. A uh, lot, yeah. So it really... Much. A lot of limbs get chopped up. It's like, it really does seem, I mean, it's kind of like a horror movie like that. Like, that's like yeah. every shot, every fight is less about like, is really about like, what's the gore that we can depict here? <laughs> yeah. How can we get like a really brutal kill with that? Yeah. Uh, I love that. I, yeah, I just, I love that. Yeah. And I, I think it's cool too, because um, on the, a note about how the action scenes are done, uh, I like this approach, and it reminds me of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, too, oh, which yeah, is another yeah. movie. I, I love that movie. Another very animation, anime-inspired type totally, of things, yeah. where it's like these people who are kind of doing... But, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub doesn't don't have the, 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 the wires to actually right. do the crazy movement right. that Crouching Tiger and Hidden right. Dragon does. But they kind of have some, like, action where they're implying inhuman movements, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Through, through camera work, yeah. which right. is goofy, but yeah. has a cool effect for yeah, me, yeah, where yeah. It's, like, totally. it's like, in my well, head, like, this guy just jumped 300 feet in the air to, you know, or, yeah. like... The, <laughs> Cart's yeah. moving at 200 well, miles also, an hour. Also on the boat, <laughs> they're on the boat. And like, yeah. The guy throws a dagger at Uko and he like catches it and then throws it yeah. back in the cart and it's like perfectly into the. Like, yeah, that's, that's a hilarious. perfect example. Like, that's, perfect that's example. Defies physics, you know? Yeah. But he also throws a sword like straight into a wall from like 30 feet away to kill that guy in the beginning, like through the wall. Which is yeah. an awesome effect. Just, the goes oh yeah, because he's getting he's getting his out. job. Yeah. He doesn't even look at him. He's, he's yeah. just like, Poof, how can we know that you're lone? So awesome. Oh yeah, dude. I I I love that. <laughs> I, lo- I I I just love that. Um, I think it's it's really, it's really cool too. How um. I, I was thinking about how this as a sequel is a version of a perfect sequel to me. And it's different in a perfect yeah. sequel than the conversation of how like maybe T2 is a perfect sequel. Yeah. Um, because like T2 is a perfect sequel in the fact that it like adds to and in, and it expands on where the first right, one does. Right, right. This one does too, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's perfect in that it's like, it's since it set up everything, it can just yeah. focus. It's no bullshit. It's just pure it's all the good stuff. I see this movie as like, um, well, there's two types of different sequels. There's two types of sequels, right? There's ones that are like two two that are that are that carry the story, but they're they're they're, they're bigger. They're badder. They're like bigger in scope. Also, yes. like two two is like. Time, probably like three times the size of the original Terminator. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but and then you have things like Lord of the Rings, you know, that are, right. that are almost like the, the, just 
the same, like, the same movie, you know? Like, that are, it feels like one movie. And I kind of yeah, feel like Doom, that to Doom this movie. Be. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like right. The, I feel like that this is like a part two. Truly. You know? Like, a truly, like, yeah, this is just the journey that we're on. You know? Like, yeah. if you watch, if you watch both these movies back to back, you wouldn't even, like, I think you, like, yeah, this is the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this that's a, that's a that's like, a that's like a really good point. Yeah. That's that's a really good point, and it's and, and it's interesting because it that is really true. But in a way, this film also has the cool flexibility of since it's not a super like plot heavy type of story right. that right. this yeah. one is so. Because what I was right. thinking about is that man, when I'm feeling like watching like Lone Wolf and Cub, I feel like I put this one on more right, than the first right, one. Not because right. I necessarily I like yeah. it more in an objective sense, but just because right. it's like, this is so rewatchable. Like you can just put it right. on and you can just start watching it immediately. You don't have to right. wait for the good parts because they start at the beginning of the fucking movie exactly, and go right. till the end. It's right, awesome. Right. And then, you know, who really like that? Three's gonna be like, four's gonna be like, what's fun about these is like, they feel like chapters. They feel like different yeah. just stories with these characters, you know? Yeah. And this one was about these group of ninjas in, in the Yagyu clan. And the way that this film ends is continuing. You know, it's still, he's still on his journey. He's still, you know, like, gonna go find a new job and probably the Yagyu clan's gonna find him again. You know, like, I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, and that's fun. and that's that's satisfying because the formula is inherently open ended, and that kind of the open endedness yeah. of it adds to the theme and the strength of the character actually, right. which exactly. I really yeah. again just a really smart setup. It's designed to be a movie franchise, right. and also not to get political, but um, <laughs> a political political movie like. But I really wish that Marvel took this angle with their their stories and sequel oh approach God, I because totally I think. Agree. Totally I feel like it would be a much better way to approach infinite so sequels. I mean, I agree with you. I think that the way to do it is to what 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 I call called serialize, like serializing, yeah. where it's like yeah. it's it's a serial. It's basically that's what Star Wars was, and that's what this should be, and that's why I got in the what Star Wars is doing now at all because they yeah. they care too much about. The overarching story and everything being connected, like, motherfucker, this is not what this was when it started. This was just like, yeah. create characters, put them in this fucking world, and let's explore it. I don't care what, you know, I do not care, like, what this character is doing. Like, like tell me a story, make new characters. This world is so cool. Just, like, I mean, that's what this was built to be. Like, yeah. same with Indiana Jones. That's what made that series so fucking great. Each one yeah, is yeah, completely yeah. different. Yeah. And this movie has that same approach where it's like you have these characters, low Wolf and Cub, and each movie they're going to be going on a different adventure and a different journey. And what Marvel should do, because it's comic book movies, <laughs> they should do that, right? They should do that, where each film feels like an issue, right? Or an yeah. arc. Right, an arc of comics, and then that's it. You know, and it yeah. doesn't matter what you know. Um, you don't have to see a, a Iron Man three to get Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. That's right, silly, right? It's you know, but yeah, and what and, and what I think is great about the formula too is how it can kind of flex and flow and just kind of go on as long as it wants yeah. to. And okay, what's okay. totally, I, and I think what's in, it will be cool about like the next ones will be, is this going to kind of just keep doing this and still until it eventually kind of just wears out and right. needs to end. Yeah, is the or is there going to be, end, right. Is there an end yeah. to the story? Are they going to like end this, you know, is there going to be a long overarching story? Is there, is something super significant going to happen on the fourth one? You know, or, yeah, right. That's you know, so curious about. Like is that. is he yeah. gonna? Is the kid gonna grow up? Is he gonna? Right. Right. Is the dad gonna die? You know, like <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Um, All these questions which, I'm excited to get answered. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I I love how the I love how as a sequel it's handled. I think totally, it's expertly yeah. done. Yeah. Expertly, expertly, because expertly I, you done. Know what's funny? You say sequel. I don't think they made this as a sequel. I think right. the third, they basically made this as one movie. You know? Yeah. Um, 
the first three that I did is a movie. You know, like, yeah, this is the, this is the movie that I'm, I'm making, you know? And they just decided to, you know, they split it up into three movies. And clearly, like, you know, the way they edited it, the way that they, you know, they made it feel like, you know, um, a chapter. He, I'm sure he was aware that it was going to be three movies, but, um, but I think that helps. That's why Lord of the Rings felt so great, because of Corner yeah. Peter Jackson and why shooting those all at, for a year, it was torture and terrible shooting a fucking movie yeah. for a year. Shooting the movie is, for a year is crazy. But yeah. what added to it is that he was in the green the entire time throughout the whole thing. You know, like, he's so in it. And by the time that you're making Return of the King, you're like, I fucking, I know how to tell the story because I've been fucking, it's the only thing I've been doing for a fucking year. It's like the opposite yeah. of, like, you know, making a movie, becoming successful, you know, you get a green light, you wait a year, get the film written, get the film pre-proed, and then shoot it. You know, so it might feel different because you, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. But by shooting a wall at once, he just was like, this time, this time, here we go, shoot a wall. All right, step back, we're done, you know? And, and yeah, of course, they feel so consistent, you know? Because you just saw it, it was making one long fucking movie. <laughs> right, right, right. And it, I, I just imagine it must just help so much to kind of keep the the atmosphere on set, like Lord of the Rings and totally. like Lone Wolf and Cup. Like everyone's just in it, you know, for, yeah, for just a period of time. You know, and everyone with the same crew, most likely, you know, so it's like it creates a good environment rather than like stepping away from two years and then maybe you'll have a different, you know, different vibes, man. That's how the movies get made, different. You know? Yeah, and that's this is a bit of a digression, but um, I saw Michael Sarah talking about the Scott Pilgrim um, movie, making the Scott Pilgrim movie, <laughs> yeah. and how wonderful that was. And th- this connects to the Lord of the Ring production, probably this one too. But he was talking about how strange it is when a production like that, where you're so in it, it's so yeah. like such an experience, Every you know? So yeah, close how, to people. yeah, how when it ends, it kind of feels it's such a huge, like, grieving kind of loss, yeah, you know? Right. Like, you see footage of that on Lord of the Rings where, um, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's the last day of an actor's, yeah. you know, and they're not yeah. needed anymore, and how freaking emotional that is. Yeah. I think there's just like a shot of Peter Jackson, well, like, like of, crying. Yeah, Jackson, <laughs> yeah. like, well, he's, he's shooting Elijah Wood last shot of Frodo. And he just keeps doing mm. it over and over and over and over again because he doesn't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. Which is like yeah. really, and then they end and they all just burst in tears. And, cause, I mean, that, I mean, that production, dude, I mean, bro, I mean, they were, yeah. they were through the shit for a year. And like, yeah. change. Like, every, like, I mean, I mean, they, you know, I mean, I know that they talk about, they feel like family. All those people. Yeah. They're like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, because you go through, making a movie that large, that big, is so hard. And so, you go through the shit. You go through the thick and thin with those people. You know? And, and like, it's a beautiful process, you know, making a movie. You know, like that. So, um, you know, if you're lucky, you know, to have an experience like that where you're on set, everybody loves each other and, you know, you get a great thing there and it looks great and goes well and you know you're bonded with those people forever you know yeah Um, yeah and i i wish i wish it was easier to see like some i'm sure there's some behind the scenes that exist but i would love to know if lone wolf and cub was a similar kind of phenomenon because it because so, it has fuck i would love the criterion collection of this would be i really yeah. want to get it now because yeah. man these movies are re-watchable yeah, um but that sure. would be really interesting because it really it has that energy to it of everyone just kind of being like in the zeitgeist of the production like yeah. everyone just seems so in it yeah. and everything just just kind of works and flows some well and it captured that energy in that short mm-hmm. amount of time um, yeah, I would love to know what the making of the, these movies was like, because I'm sure that it's, um, I'm sure it was insane, because it's just a yeah. lot, a lot of stuff I, looking good. I was looking, just looking through the scenes and thinking, the other thing I love about this movie is that every scene is a winner and super memorable to yeah. me, <laughs> like it, and it, uh, but 
one of the things I was noticing looking through this was just how effective and efficient they were with the the things they had available and one of the things i love was how they got like really great simple locations that were really evocative totally. for the yeah. moment and all of them were really distinct from each other and none of them felt like oh well he goes to the village so we'll get like this stock village for him to walk yeah. through like it all felt really um purposeful yeah yeah and lived in yeah um so and it was also cool because it's different from the first one like um like him going on that boat was really cool was i really liked awesome the boat scene. moment yeah that whole that was boat awesome sequence scene. was great um, also you think about that too where like the stunt performers also that this is like 72 and there's nothing more that i love than watching footage of stunt performers in the 70s and the 80s yeah they're just what do we gotta do? Set myself on fire and jump <laughs> off the boat? All right, sure. All right, how much? Like literally, like that's, that's what they would do. There wasn't yeah. a lot of uh, security, and uh, you know, it's still new. Doing shit like that was new. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, like there's a like I was, I was referencing. There's a great stunt in this movie where those ninjas run through the fire and they're like on fire and they like do a flip like off the boat yeah a great stunt really really cool yeah is that are you like is that like the three brothers who like kind of run out of the fire yeah yeah. super and they do it in sync like they're synchronized which is ridiculous uh but yeah but that that scene is great (laughs) that when you think about like the set of that the burning Mm -hmm. boat like whoa like Jesus, like it's just like oh my god! Like now you just be like, um, Susie got up, maybe Susie got fire, woohoo! Right, We're right. Not Which you know, dangerous. Put a actor in fire. <laughs> right. Which it like it makes sense to do that now when you have the technology yeah. available. Yeah. Um, but one of the things there's, something there's so a lot visceral about that though, right? Watching. For sure. There's <laughs> a lot it. of things about it that. Uh, that make it dope for being like the real thing because for one when like something like that gets set on fire from that time period you know that they actually set something on fire that's cool explodes yeah like that actually happened that's that's a cool thing because you're actually reacting to something in the real world happening like that it's like that's cool um that's a cool experience and that's something that it's cool to capture that energy on camera the other thing that i think is cool about that is how um because it's kind of a complicated shit set. He had to be yeah, really is. limited and decisive about the shots and setups that he wanted that to do. Yeah, and the choices he made were great. Like the 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 underbelly of the ship was a really yeah. smart decision because you don't maybe need as complex of a set. And then you could focus on like you know the money shots with like the burning ship and like yeah. jumping off and all so that. Awesome. Which yeah. with that kind of limited decision making <laughs> that leads to creativity. So slow go pole vault over the over the fire was so yeah it was yeah. so funny man. yeah but I, I loved it it just it just feels so tactile oh, and he visceral throws, he throws the, the cart over the over yeah the oh yeah that was sweet too uh yeah man oh wait also we forgot one of the best parts is that like the ninjas downstairs are like, you know what? We respect you. Don't fuck up, fuck yeah. up our shit. We'll see you later. We're out, and they like they go for down with their their shit, and they go up the stairs, and yeah. then Ogami's like left behind. Like I'm gonna burn, except he just jumps through the fucking floor. Yeah. He cuts a hole in the ceiling, and he he just pops up straight through. It's hilarious yeah. and amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's perfect. Um, and then the, the, so. After that scene, oh, I, I don't know when this was, but I have to mention this. The hardest I laughed in a while. Yeah. was in this movie. And I can't remember the context, but I think he was just on his journey. And he come, comes across these women that have these really colorful, uh, like, dresses on. And... <laughs> 
Uko like looks at them and <laughs> like the camera like shakes and he's like getting hypnotized almost it seems by like the patterns oh. and the colors. Oh, yeah. And shit. It is such a goofy and funny scene because it like goes that like zooming in and shit on his Right, eyes, trying to like, getting a psychedelic, yeah. trying to get yeah, a psychedelic like, effect. Some kind of read on the, and then they try to kill, kill him and he just like slices them up and everything stops and then he just starts pushing the card again. Like, yeah. What the fuck? What a scene was that? You know, that like, scene... I wrote my notes. I was like, the colors are too much. <laughs> <laughs> there was another... That scene uh, is right before another moment that I thought was extremely bizarre is when uh, after... <laughs> after uh, Ogami kills like a boatload of the female ninjas yeah. uh, and he's fighting like the head ninja he like takes a swing at her and she jumps out of her kimono and then runs backwards for miles you know do you, remember, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about scene, yeah. really bizarre shot it was um, funny I mean she just I guess it was like so cartoony you see that in, like a cartoon you know like people yeah. really like jumping out of there you know what I mean like jumping out of their clothes or something yeah. and, like running yeah yeah I thought that that was yeah yeah. It's just kind of weird because like a shot Looney like that, it, it doesn't come back or mean anything, but it just like really sets the tone. It's like it's yeah, like, like oh, this it's guy like it's like this. Is, yeah. yeah. But also this um, guy is scary. People I, I, are scared of Uko. You know. These guys are running backwards. He's so scary <laughs> yeah, yeah. for miles. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, I loved that shot. Okay, but after <laughs> so the, weird, see that weird moments, the weirdest moment of the movie for me. Yeah. Was yeah. so when the boat burns, yeah. He so what is the relation to this woman? I think this is the same backwards running woman okay, that yeah, I think okay, you're yeah, about. Right, right. You're he, talking about the getting warm scene, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to okay. When this started, I was like, oh my god, and like, I guess that's a good thing about that scene because. Uko is a fascinating character, and I love that they, the mystery of him is still, like, present, right? Like, we know he's, like, he has good, he's a good guy, he's good intention, you know, we know his backstory, we know, like, he's this cold-blooded guy who, you know, is, you know, loyal, you know, yeah. it seems. Yeah, yeah, But we, you know, it's hard to read them, and that's what makes them so interesting to me. Yeah. It's hard to read them a lot. And this, I was like, really questioned my, my, my love of Uko, because he starts, so he strips down to his, basically naked, yeah. and he starts ripping his, her samurai. clothes. Yeah, her samurai yeah. fucking, his diaper. And yeah. he starts ripping her clothes off in like a pretty violent manner yeah uh, very and, rapey and y- yeah i would say so and then he well i mean he literally puts her on the ground yeah and like puts her arms back i'm like is who gonna what is going on yeah but it's no. clearly a misdirect it's clearly a misdirect to make you think yeah. that he's gonna rape this woman and yeah the embrace they hug and uh what's his kid's name? Um, it's like Daigoro. I think Daigoro, it's D A yeah, I G O R O. Yeah. Daigoro, yeah. They embrace there's a it's just like a tender moment. It's like this yeah. tender moment of who's like three people are wearing them too. Yeah. And it's like yeah, this is weird scene. And then there's like this and then they focus on uh the cub and who like He's looking at his dad's tits, and he, and he <laughs> smacks his dad's tits, and then he looks over to the, the lady and then plays with her titties for a little bit. That was really funny. And then the scene's <laughs> over. I'm like, that was beautiful. Yeah. Like, I genuinely was like, that was a beautiful, that was like a tender, sweet moment. Very strange yeah. how we got here. <laughs> That so but that's another really that's another weird, yeah. theme from the first one because the yeah. first one had another super bizarre sex scene. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. very unconventional. Well, the beginning of the first one, remember the lady, 
comes up and, and says something like sung for hire. He was like with a sign that says sung for hire. Oh yeah, lady, that's weird too. He came over and was like, Can he suck on my tick, basically? And, yeah, like, yeah. Was so bizarre, right? But yeah, the sex scene is crazy too. Um, so and and it's a, and there's both scenes have this underlying theme of uh rape and sexual assault to it uh yeah. which is very interesting adds to kind of like the brutal feudal nature right. and design of the world and to contrast with how noble well, of a character well, ogami how actually is um, because like who well, the first one if i remember correctly who kind of um who's forced to do that to yeah. her and then Sue's kind of like, I don't know, there's like this interesting relationship. That yeah, because the first in the first one, the the, the 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 result of that scene was that he didn't care about his honor and he, he shamed right. himself to we'll protect, yeah, to yeah, save right. this woman's life. Right. Um, so it became very heroic in this really bizarre way. Um, and this scene felt similar where it was just like, yeah. I mean, in the first part, it's like, Ogami, you could have used your words better to solve this problem been, a little more yeah, efficiently. Like, I think she would have <laughs> been a little bit exactly like, hey, take your clothes off. You know, like, yeah. we're going to, I'm going to make you warmer. You don't have to do it so violently, you know? Yeah. But yeah. that's what makes him interesting. He's a violent guy. You know, let's yeah. not act like he's, <laughs> you know, he's not, he's not like... You know, he's a murderer. He's, he's killed a lot. He's not eating sweet potatoes every night. All right. He's <laughs> he's he's damaged. You know. He's, yeah. He, he kills people all the time. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's not out of character, but I think there's definitely a way <laughs> to do that that wasn't so aggressive. But it, it is it is interesting because ultimately the scene has its effect of yeah. kind of adding to his 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 nobleness. And right. that creating that tender moment from a misdirect of of, yeah. of violence. Right. Um, and it was also, even though both scenes are very bizarre, and I'm sure, you know, maybe from a, a female perspective, it would be read as much more misogynistic in that in that kind of way. Totally, I see that yeah. reading yeah. 100%. But totally. I think in both those sex scenes, it's a very different way to kind of approach of like commenting on violence and then commenting on like what, makes right. a noble a noble man yeah, like what yeah, is yeah. what is a what is a real man yeah um so i like i like that myth and i i like yeah. that scene um because of kind of what it's also uh, haunting the subtextual too right yeah there's a there's a haunting subtext to that scene also you know i mean right. like surrounded by you know um dark just darkness and they're, 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 i don't even know where they are they're in like a they seem like they're in like a some kind of shed, or like, are they in a boat? I have actually no idea because they got off the boat and then they, they ended the up boat. somewhere. Yeah, and they must have swam to shore and they found a place to hunker down yeah, in. But right. I don't know where the fuck that Plus is. Just went offshore in like some kind of you know bunker yeah. or something. Um, you know, another th interesting thing about comparing the first and second movie, like the last note on this, the weird sex stuff and the female characters in this. Yeah. But in both examples. It's a female character who goes through a change based on who, like, Ogami is. Right. You know, because, like, in the first movie, you have that woman that he saved yeah. who then is, is really touched and see the tenderness and that even though he's, like, this low, like, status Ronin who's not really respected that much that he's actually, you know, actually a hero. And this movie has something similar where the, the this woman is slowly... Um, swayed by this man, right, like that's right. that. There's themes of that in the in the the well scene as well, which is kind For of sure. you know that's yeah. kind of that's a classic thing to see come up. But again, a yeah. unique a new a unique way that that kind of pops up and it has a, I think it has a lot of effect. I think it yeah. kind of it, it's it's part of the depth of this agree, of yeah. this film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I those like, moments. Only interesting to see how that progresses with that. If there is more well looks like that. A, a weird sex scene every time, like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what else? I mean right after that, I mean we kinda of get the final showdown. Which it is, is an amazing <laughs> setting. Um yeah. and these like sand dunes. And it's so well, awesome. sand dunes. Um and uh yeah, it's an amazing showdown with all the with Wolverine. Actually there's a great setup when Wolverine is like finds the people in the ground. I love that. That moment. was so, so sick. Awesome. It Jackson. was so. 
blood cool. pools up. Really yeah. low budget, yeah. effective yeah. way to get like <laughs> yeah. a lot of up, gore. Well, also when he pulls up the the guys out of the sand, like that is uh, not sand. It was also crazy when he did that. He stabbed into the ground. He pulls the dude up by the head, and the dude's still alive, even though he has like yeah. knives yeah, two man. to three inches into his brain. That's what I walk with. Yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> Let me see him squirm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that whole scene is fucking epic as fuck. I mean, like, there's so many funny, like, I mean, that scene is so bloody. Like, when Ito arrives, I mean... Yeah, dude. That's from the history books. <laughs> that, yeah. that long shot of him on the dune, and they're all looking at him, like, oh, fuck. And he Here comes he out and fucks him up, and the, the last kill that he does, he slices the, the main guy in the neck. <laughs> I, I love that and, monologue that the that, that he's, yeah, as was, he's dying. Yeah, literally, I was about to say that, where he was like, I've always wanted to kill a man, or hear the sound of, you know, killing a man. I was like, now I'm hearing it from my own neck. <laughs> I love that. And then he goes, I, what a I... laugh. And then the blood shoots out of his neck like a fucking fountain. <laughs> like, wow. This is an awesome, awesome movie. And the last uh, scene is hard as fuck. The last scene is so sick. So, like, he, uh, they all end with, like, this, like, moment, like, he, you know, conquers his goal and, and saves, you know, and, and you know, uh, disputes the enemy. And yeah. then he, you know, then he walks away, holds uh, his tongue, his son's hand, walks him back to his cart, puts him in his cart, and then there's a cross cut to the, the lady, the, uh, the girl, I forget her name. Oh yeah, I, um, it's, in a it, weird, it, almost like surreal, yeah. a surreal moment. Cause like, is she actually there? Cause he has this like he's thinking, and then she shows up behind him, and then she like floats away, like almost yeah. like on a track or something. Yeah, um, she drops her drops her swords and does right. the does the fucking Spike Lee dolly out of there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Spike Lee like fucking dolly, and then in the end, it's like this long shot of them walking back out in the distance on to the next adventure. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, that's 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 so great. That's so great. I just I I love I love the vibe. It just it's just <laughs> so fucking awesome, fun and yeah. cool, and I could just live in it. Totally. For forever. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, I really like that. Um, I, if I really you're listening like to this and you like action movies, and especially and older action movies, and, and I would say like you are a fan of like, you look like, like low budget kind of, you know, exploitation movies, or, you know, you love the Toho creature movies. You love these movies. These are really entertaining and, and like, Really well done, you know. Surprisingly, yeah. you know. And and, um, and the other, like all movies, you got to see it to see the specialness. But this is also something that it's hard to convey, like the appeal of it, until you yeah, start watching yeah. it for sure, because yeah. it's such a visual appeal. It's such like an it experiential is, yeah. kind of appeal. I kind of I was I I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because we've been we've mentioned it a few times and we watched Jackie yes. Brown. I fucking love that I movie. I watched Pulp Fiction. Yeah, right. So. I guess we were both watching the Tarantino movie at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. But uh, the the comparison to that is just how, like, I I just, I love just, like, having movies that I just love experiencing. And Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood and, Lo- and Lone Wolf and Cub have that similar thing where it's just like, I just, get me in there. I want to, get me in there. I want I like I to be hanging around. vibe movies. <laughs> For sure. Hard, hard, sick ass vibes. Yeah. Um. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this whole. Yeah. I, I'm. I, we're gonna. We're, we'll have to see. We're gonna if, have to do it. We're gonna literally every few weeks. We'll just watch. A, a I, I would love it to happen naturally like this. You know, <laughs> yeah. as it keeps coming, yeah. but. If it gets too long, I think we'll just have to insert it in there because <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to watch them all for yeah. the for the podcast. Yeah, I think that's just too fun. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, are we? Are we ready for the spin? Yeah. Sure, sure. Baby. Okay, spin in. Okay. First on the list is Revenge. 
Um, oh yeah. I don't know is what this the, is. Is that like the lady of the cover of the of the neon? It has the, a uh, hand. A hand. No. It has a it has a hand, and inside the hand there is a man with a woman. <laughs> it's directed by Tony Scott. Oh, what uh, the fuck? Oh yeah, this is that one. There's a Kevin really Kevin awesome, Costner. It's a really awesome at French action movie called Revenge. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have no idea that, what that is. No idea what that is. Cody Scott? Next, yeah, I, I have no that? idea. Uh, Kevin... Fuck. Kevin Costner. Oh, That's so, the name uh, I know. Uh, wow. How about Okay. I, I don't know what that, that is before. either. I have no idea how that got on my I watch like list. Cody it was probably Scott something... I imagine that that was something that like I was wa- looking at a list online, and I just kind of added it because it's easy yeah. to add shit to your watch list. I like Cody the, Scott. Cody Scott's awesome. The next one is Waves, 2019 Waves. I've never seen that. Um, I've always wanted to kind of watch that. The next one is actually Old Boy, which... Let's just check out theaters. Old Boy is out in theaters, so that'd be kind of interesting. I don't know if it is. Um, If it's not, it'd be hard to watch Old Boy. I'm just realizing that. I I have it, but... Oh, um, you do? Okay. I might have to buy buy the Blu-ray. Not for long, thankfully. Because Neon has the has the that's that's why they're celebrating releasing it theaters because they have you know be out on digital so it's a it's a four K remastering of the movie. God, that's thank the whole f- fucking yeah. Christ! And then the last one is uh turning red. Um, oh yeah, okay, wow, uh, okay. fascinating four. <laughs> yeah, I think. Man, I think I'm gonna choose Old Boy. The other, the okay. other three, I haven't seen those other three, but I really, I really want to rewatch Old Boy, yeah. and it'd be interesting to talk about it because this is a, this is yeah. a fucking classic. Fantastic and I like, movie, yeah. I like talking about movies that, like and talking about Jackie topic. Brown. Look at that! It just came out yeah. theaters. A lot more people. A lot, I'm sure, a lot of people are seeing it for the first time. This is very fun. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Because it was hard to see for so long, you know. Yeah, this movie's a this movie's a treat. I think that <laughs> we'll. That's a word to describe it. <laughs> Warning, it's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever it's a, seen. It's, it's a but warm, yes. fuzzy, good time. Come yes. on, you put it's, this on on a Sunday afternoon with the kids, everyone's going to be... It's a cinematic delight. It's a cinematic treat. Can you imagine that's on the poster, walking into the old boy? And then the last part of the movie happens and your whole life is completely altered and... <laughs> Want to take a shower for an hour after you watch I think, it? I think <laughs> as the movie starts, you'd be thinking, it's like, I think they need to find a different tagline guy. Yeah, like, uh, a cinematic delight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true. Dude, it's, a, it's an octopus raw. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Old boy, that'll be exciting. Cool. Um, that'll be fun. Old boy, classic. All right, if you got this far, thanks for listening. Um, see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.